This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Not everything metal was created equal. What an ugly thing to say. The Metal Sucks Podcast. Shiggity Chuck and Godless attempt to bring order to chaos or just make stupid jokes about dumb people. Stupid. A person below normal intelligence. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast. Greetings and salutations, my fine metal friends. Yes! Welcome to another edition of the Metal Sucks Podcast. How the hell are you doing? I'm Chuck. I'm Godless. And this is your weekly nice. examination are of all, all things metal, the Metal Sucks Podcast. Make sure you are subscribed to us all over the damn place, whether you like Stitcher, whether you like uh, Google Play, whether you like uh, iTunes, it doesn't matter. You can subscribe, and once you do, it'll come right to your device. This podcast, every single week when we post it on Monday at MetalSucks.net, it automatically will come to your device, and that way you don't have to hunt for us. But if you do... Just go to MetalSucks.net, podcast tab up at the top, and you can find all of our old podcasts listed right there, damn it. And we've got, uh, we're, we're, we're moving in on 150 almost, so we're, we're getting almost three years worth of podcasting up there. Yeah, we started with number one. I yeah. Mean, we did. Yeah. That doesn't, and that doesn't count all the old ones, one of which you posted up on ChuckAndGodless.com. I know. I'm finally week. getting off my ass a little bit, trying to do some work. And I was, it's funny, I, I, I listened back to that podcast, by the way, and I was like, oh my God, wow, we have not come very far. We're <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much the same as what we uh, do now, except, that, you know, this this podcast now, we do a lot more interviews, of course, every week and have special guests. And this week, our special guest is Luke LeMay of Gore Guts, who's got a new EP coming out. So that's the nicest guy in metal by far. Speaking of episode one, that's he was episodes one and two. No, he was uh, it was it was eight, he? eight and nine. He was like, eight and nine. Yeah, he was oh. like one of our first when we started doing interviews. He was one of the first interviews that Axel had done. Uh, right at the beginning of the podcast. So, yeah, 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 I know. I tried really hard, but I couldn't get him to talk smack about anybody. I know, and I was, uh, and he took it like a champ, which is actually what's great. He is the nicest guy in metal to, to by far. So uh, make sure you're subscribed to us. Leave us a couple of stars, maybe review, that kind of thing. Uh, mention ChuckAndGodless.com. That's our Patreon. If you want to support us, we're uh, adding extra content and other things, you know, outtakes and uh, this uh, the old version of our podcast before we started with Metal Sucks. What we used to do, I posted one of those, and uh, yeah, like I said, we're kind of kind of goofy and silly, and audio quality is not as good as what it is now, and yeah, so there's that. But also, you can find us on social media. I'm at Bearded Ape. I am at Godless Speaks. Godless Speaks on Facebook and on Instagram at Chuck and Godless. Which, if you go there now, you can see a picture of Godless with hair, like yeah. lots of hair. Oh my God. The day. Wow, that's impressive. Chicks used to dig it, man. I, I I I can't I can't see or I can't hear the voice that I hear now coming out of that face. Like I, I don't I the the opinions that you have now, I can't relate to that guy. You know what I mean? I, like I just can't I, I I don't see it. I mean I see the metal dude, but I like I don't know. It's uh, it it's just so different. <laughs> well, thanks to everybody that's followed us on Instagram. We got enough followers that I decided i'd post that picture up so. yeah yeah it's pretty cool so yes we appreciate it we're also going to talk a little bit about uh, iron maiden changing a few things uh to play in china uh because they censored themselves or actually it's kind of like m- multiple bands that are doing that sort of thing to be able to play in places where they may not want to play or should play or 
Maybe I don't know. Or is there is there any place where they should or shouldn't play? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and uh, and let's see what song what song are we going to play? You you picked one oh. out this week, right? From yeah, a band yeah. called it's Polar, the, right? Polar. It's the first track. I think it's called Blood for Blood. It's oh man, I love Polar. So yeah, you're going to love that track. It's a, it's a great album. So far, one of my favorites this year. All right, so we're going to get that in this episode. But uh, you got yourself blocked on Facebook, I and you like did. hinted this story to me on Twitter, so, and I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? You got to curate your friends a little bit on Facebook, right? And so I've had what I call my pink unicorn on Facebook, Mm. which is an elusive, magical creature. And this is a very, very old friend who is gay, Mormon, and Republican. So, like, on any issue that gets posted on facebook you have no idea where he's going to come down on it the dude is com- he's so self-conflict you know is internally yeah. conflicted you wouldn't believe it you know so it's like oh man you know you just treasure that you know you want to engage as much as possible but you do everything you possibly can so that you don't lose the pink unicorn but i lost the pink unicorn. oh yeah I'm that kind of so sucks bombed. Yeah, totally sucks. Totally sucks. I mean, it's one. I, th- it's I, one thing if you lose that conservative friend that that can't stand me posting about Bernie Sanders or whatever, because I've lost a few of those. Uh, but, but you know, <laughs> something like that, that, like that's that's definitely an oddity. I've never heard. Uh, I think you've mentioned that dude before, but but yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, uh, he's the most important person on Facebook, and I lost him. It's he's he's lost to the nether. I don't know how I'm going to get him back. This is I'm 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 actually just crestfallen. But see, the problem was that he was insulting. Um, uh, was it Holland that just recently had that terrorist attack? And uh, or Belgium. You know, we're at the uh, Belgium. Yeah, that Belgium. And he was saying saying basically that Belgium was weak in World War Two, and they're weak today, and that's why the terrorists are targeting Belgium. And I was like. Don't, you're don't be an asshole <laughs> because because dude we, the reason that belgium didn't fight the germans in world war Two is because if you take a moment to look at what they put up with just a few years earlier in world war one you realize and this is the same with the true with the french that they got their asses completely whipped and it wasn't just like soldiers got got creamed Everything. talking about yeah, women, children, babies. If, if you if you were you you not only got 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 tortured and raped, but you were lucky to walk for three weeks afterwards. You know, like it was not not cool, and it happened over the for- course of a few hours. You know, more people died in France in, during World War One over the course of a day than all U.S. soldiers during the entire Vietnam War. That happened in like 12 years. It's no wonder that France and Belgium, when the next time the Germans come walking in, they go, yeah, not this time. I'm cool. You know, yeah, wherever you want, you know. We'll figure out a different way to fight. It's the same way that like the American revolutionaries were not going to stand on the battlefield and and, in straight lines and try to fight the British. They hide in the the trees. Yeah. So that was my point. And it was like, don't be an asshole and he's like well don't call me names and i'm like you totally called an entire country a name how is it that me calling you a name is somehow like on the same level and that was enough i lost <laughs> and that so bummed me out so man. now you gotta either become gay mormon or a republican that's the only way you're gonna get him back so 
I don't think any of those three are going to happen. Definitely not the combination because that doesn't exist in the real world. So uh, it's funny. There's like there's a whole collection of us of us former friends of him on Facebook that that became friends with each other on Facebook because of these great political discussions. What the fuck, friends are like? What the hell happened to so and so? Yeah, like all of us have been have been dumped, and so we're all like, oh no, we lost our pink unicorn. Because at least if you had one, you could at least pass around the shit, you know, or see it in their yeah. feed, or so you know, like they could comment on it, you'd see it in their feed or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, oh, no, no, no. You you can't see the comments, but I would always get these messages that would be like one of the dudes going, going, hey man, it looks like he's he's uh, he's responding to what to that post, isn't he? I can't see him, but I know he's responding. What's he saying? <laughs> Oh wow, dude, that sucks. Uh, I don't think I've ever been blocked on Facebook. Like, no, I, I don't, no, no, not one. Yeah. But I'm, but I'm, all, I'm a middle of the road guy. I don't, I don't take stands very often. Yeah, uh, there's only I, one thing, one thing that's like big right now in in this city, and it's all about the, it's all about the damn Uber and all that stuff. There's a big, big divide about you know, ride sharing and shit right now. So it, it's like Paris. They arrested the like representatives of uber they put him in jail for a weekend that's how much they hate uber and 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 there's this great thinker named peter diamandis and google him you know check out read his books you know whatever um but he's got this whole theory that the cities that welcome companies like uber with open arms you know this shared economy companies yeah the ones who are most welcoming are the cities that are best equipped for the future and it's Mm. it's an awesome theory well, this is all about what's crazy about this one is, and I don't want to get into too much detail about it, but 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 the uh, it's all about how much money Uber and Lyft are spending to fight a proposition that or to 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 vote for a proposition that's up for vote next week. And it's now it's turned into this big money, blah, 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 versus the liberal Austin. And it's like, oh, my God, really? Okay, so I I don't know. And I've got friends who are talking out of their ass. And I'm like, I actually am qualified to drive for Uber. And those guys found that I stole money out of my mom's purse when I was four on their background checks. I don't know how the fuck they found it, <laughs> but the background checks are like, and it's all about background checks. They want fingerprint background checks. And it's just, I don't know. It's just this dumb, dumb, dumb. Argue. But at least we're having that argument. And we're not arguing about like, you know, who can use the bathroom at target. So that's, that's kind of the good thing is that we don't have to worry about that, that, that argument that's going on right now in the city. I so. wish we could have started an argument with Luke LeMay. I tried, man. I know. I really <laughs> tried. And I, have to give it to you because i was kind of with you i wanted to see if it would work and you know if there's anybody you can start an argument it's oh godless over here but not with luke Luke may May it's just blocked me on facebook (laughs) (laughs) no no what are you talking about he he's gonna he's gonna bring it back to the merch booth and talk to you for a couple hours and and we're gonna work this out it's gonna be great so let's listen to our interview with luke may on the metal sucks podcast Luke, how you doing? Good, good, good. Yourself? Oh, doing great, doing great, man. It's uh, Chuck and Godless from the Metal Sucks Podcast, man. Hi, guys. So, uh, first off, how's things going? Everything going good for you? Yeah, very good. Uh, we just got back from a European tour this past, uh, last Monday, and uh, we played 20, 25 shows there with uh, uh, Psychroptic, uh, Dysrhythmia, and uh, Nero de Marte from uh, Italy. And uh, it was uh, it was it was great. I mean, uh, gr- nicest people. I mean, beside that little Manchester incident that happened, some fucking uh, stupid uh, 
stupid guy just broke the uh, the window on the tour bus. Uh, was that Manchester or Glasgow? It was Manchester. Manchester. And the thing is, is that we we had we had the guy on the uh, 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 the guy was filmed doing it. But the thing is, is that everybody was like walking in, walking out the bus for for a couple hours, you know. And it happened maybe let's say half an hour uh, or an hour after the show was finished. But you know, everybody would walk. Let's 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 say go by, by the street corner, get a little sandwich, and come back. So, dude, I mean, he, he was very lucky. Nobody saw him doing it, you know. And the thing, he was just walking by, smashed the fucking window with one punch. And he just walked away like like if nothing happened. <laughs> Not even running. That, I mean, about stealing anything, doing another like that. He just like punched the window and knocked it out. Yeah, yeah. And he was walking with one of his friends or something. I mean, if you go on the on the on the on our Facebook, uh, um, uh, we, we got the video there. Oh, okay. Anyway. I, saw, I saw the picture. Yeah, I didn't see. I didn't see the the video. Yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. It was. I, I think it was our first time playing Manchester ever, and uh, but you know, like we say, you know, there, there's nothing better than 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 bad news. So we ended up making the news in Manchester on t- on television. So they they talked about the band and everything. So uh, anyway, so we ended up canceling Glasgow because of that. Because uh, uh, the 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 the, uh, the next day we spent the whole day in a very uh, in a huge uh, Mercedes. Uh, uh, garage so they can get the window fixed. I mean, this is not the kind of window you're going to walk in a fucking uh, any garage and they can fix it in a snap, you know? So it's yeah. very special. It's special parts and this and that. So anyway, so we ended up waiting for the the, 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 the guy to, to, to fix the window all day. So they showed up maybe at like four o'clock or something. So we have to, there was no way we could make it to Glasgow. But beside that, you know, it was qu- quickly forgotten. We, we were more focused on the music and having a great time uh, playing the new record live and spending uh, quality time with our buddies. So, uh, how is it that you seem to be the most likable person in uh, death metal? <laughs> how is how is this humanly possible? Because I mean, whether it's tweets or Facebook or like people, what what is it? Do we need to be a dick playing metal? Is I don't that know. The no, requirement? I'm just, I mean, but I don't know. I, I'm like, there's something about you that everybody seems to love. What 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 is it? Well, maybe it's because I love uh, being at the merch uh, table every night, meeting the people, sharing any kind of story, listening to the fans, and and, and, and talking with them. And m- maybe that's why I mean, I'm just being myself. Are you the type it's of just, dude who, like, when you would dump a girl, like, you actually could remain friends afterwards? Of course. <laughs> oh, yeah, so I've always oh. maintained a very good oh. relationship with uh, with uh, ex girlfriends and stuff. I mean, God. what's the point? I mean, it's you spend more, you, you you lose more energy being fucking angry than being friendly with people. I mean, uh, you ever heard that oh, saying? I you would, got more muscle. Yeah, but I I try, <laughs> but they all hated my guts. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm friend. I'm friendly with everybody. Somebody's not nice, but no, no. I mean, I just uh, love being around with, with people when we play shows and meeting the people and thank them personally because you know, if fans wouldn't be there, we wouldn't be doing all those tours and and sharing our music. And uh, so, I'm very grateful with people. Maybe that's where it comes from. Well, and I mean, I'm talking about not just the fans either. I, I mean, like, I never see this kind of. Um 
the likability scale from critics and writers mm-hmm. and you know like uh i think uh the guys from decibel were going on about you for three months before you get on the cover of decibel you know so i mean it, it, <laughs> it's sort of it seems almost out of place which which is really i i don't know if that says something about the music or about the industry or whatever or more about you uh-huh. no i think it's a it's a matter it's it's a personality thing and it's that's how i am i mean uh i like uh I like working with people. I mean, I'm, I'm a, I, as as much as a leader I can be. I'm a, I'm a total uh, team player. Uh, I like being. Uh, I like working with others. I like uh, uh, like take the, uh, for example with my bandmates. You know, I'm more than happy to listen what they they have to bring to the music. It's not all about me, 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 my band, my stuff. You know, not at all. Maybe yeah. I think it's a matter of personality. So if it if it uh, how can I say? Uh, I mean, I can complain. Uh, I'm very happy with the reputation and everything, and I'm, that's not a made-up thing. That's just who I am. So when you're, Canadian. You're, when, that's what it is. <laughs> no, it's not. I've, I've met some Canadians who are real assholes, and some of them are some of my closest friends. They're great people, but they're terrible. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. There's a difference. You got Canadian and you got French Canadian. Ah, see, we were talking uh, about that before. I, I, I'm not the Canadian yeah, exactly. A thing. You know, I mean, nothing wrong with them. I have yeah. a few buddies from the, the the western thing it's all good love them but uh maybe it's the french uh, the french canadian thing which is different yeah but nobody likes the french i mean <laughs> it should work against you not for you <laughs> everywhere i go let's say in the states and the, the oh are you french oh this is lovely you know i remember going down with pat at that collins place for practice last time it was the just the day before St. Patrick or something, and we stopped in uh, some uh, gas station uh, to fuel up the truck. And uh, so the, 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 the clerk lady working inside, she goes like, what's your accent? I said, oh, I'm French. And I said, uh, bonjour in, uh, in French. And she goes like, oh, I love you already, you know? So maybe that's the thing that everybody <laughs> likes. <laughs> well, chicks dig French. Well, yeah, <laughs> French is a sexier language than German any day, but yeah. yeah. Uh, it's softer for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Less abrupt. Yeah. Well, Luca, I made a small list of people that I think you might not like. So I wanted to see <laughs> okay. if maybe you would, you, I could get you to talk trash about them, right? Nah, so, yeah. So, no, are, come on. No, no name dropping here. What, what's that? Just, no, just a little. Just a little. Right, so, so like Loudwire calls you among the 11 most criminally underrated metal guitars. Do you have anything to say to people who don't think that you know that don't give you the respect that you deserve as a guitarist you know what as a guitar player i just couldn't care less because i never considered myself as a good guitar player i always say to people i mean i say it as a joke and i but i truly uh believe it is that i, I i'm the i'm the i'm the the least uh, skilled musician in my band that's for sure when you're you're playing next to kev colin and patrice i mean come on you got to get up early and fucking practice, buddy. You know. <laughs> okay. So, all right. So, and, and, I, and right. I, it just depended, and I always said, you know, it just happened. Guitar being my tool to express myself, but I mean, I had my phase around twenty one, twenty two. I really like sitting down for hours and practicing scales and stuff like that. But I'm not into guitar playing for what guitar playing, you know, like a shredder would be in this like. I mean, love guitar, love gear, all that stuff, but it just happened to be the tool that I'm more comfortable to express myself. So I just couldn't care less if uh, 
if I, I don't made I don't make like the, the the best guitar player list or whatever. So okay, okay. So Century Media last year reissued a couple of the uh, uh, the older Gorguts albums. Did they discuss uh-huh. it with you? Do you have a? Are you upset with them about reissuing those albums without talking to you first? Oh no, I was totally aware about that. No, no, I I, I even wrote the liner notes for Obscura. Did you? Did you? Oh yeah, I mean uh, a lot of water went under the bridge, you know. Uh, at some point, you know, Colored Sand was kind of old hostage, you know, because I had to finish business with them, and it lasted a long time. But uh, no, no bitterness, you know. Uh, no, we're we're doing business together, and it's all it's all good. I mean, business is business, and uh, you can have. I mean, I don't. I, I'm not saying that I like everybody there, but uh, I have very good relationship with them. So, anybody in particular? <laughs> Nah, whatever. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> oh, yeah, Luke. I don't think. Okay, okay. Uh, like I said, I thought you're talking to the nicest man in metal. I don't think you're going to get into. Yeah, it's not going to work. <laughs> I, 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 hey, come I'm, on! I now, got a character to fucking. Uh, <laughs> I, I got a facade to keep here. <laughs> okay, okay. You're I'm doing I'm great raising, so far, Luke. You're I'm raising the bar on this one. All right, this is going to be a tough one. I want to hear good things now. Okay, go ahead. One, right. So the great, great Monty Connor, right? Mm-hmm. One of the all-time greatest minds in the history of people. Uh, yeah, he says I signed some bands quote that maybe shouldn't have been signed, but soon we pretty much decided to get rid of the bands that we didn't feel had a future. Bands like Gore Guts and Sorrow. Mm-hmm. Turns out you guys did have a future. How much hate do you have for Monty Connor now? I mean, I totally love Monty. Is one of my. Uh, he's a good buddy of mine. Uh, we 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 write to each other pretty 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 regular i mean not every week but we say hi every now and then i stop visit him you know whenever i can when i'm down in the city so you know what if monty would have never gave a gave a break to my demo one day uh, maybe we wouldn't be doing an interview today you know so i'm totally grateful for him if we didn't meet like the label uh expectation to bring million in their uh in their uh in their pocket so what, you know, but me as an artist, this is the best window I could have, I could have hoped for, you know, I was like 19 year old when I got signed to the, this label, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, I mean, Monty had, um, he had a job to do and he's not the only one calling the shots there, you know what I'm saying? But he gave me the, the maybe the best chance I ever had. And, uh, that's what got the band on the map i mean who can expect to make fucking million with a first record and everything oh what you need first you need a, a window you need you need uh how can i say that you need uh, a platform to get your your craft out to as many people as you can and i mean i cannot complain the road runner in the early 90s they were like the, the label to get signed as a death metal band and uh and this is great and after and after that i gotta deliver the merchandise you know what i'm saying you you gotta and and if it didn't meet their expectation i mean it's not monty's fault or whatever but he's being i can i cannot uh be mad for him being very honest about it neither you know and we had we had a few conversation him and i about that and uh, and he uh and he uh he he told me that i I kind of prove him proving wrong 
you know, with the yeah. w- what the band achieved it after, you know. So uh, it it was uh, it was funny to talk about it, you know, like twenty something years later. He kind of he hang out with me the whole evening at the merch boot when we did the Disabel tour and played at the Irving Plaza uh, two three years ago on the Disabel tour. So it was great, yeah. and we actually talked about that, you know, what the what you guys are are bringing. So <laughs> wow. so, so <laughs> is, is there an ex wife or, or somebody who's run over a dog? Somebody? I mean, I'm out of stuff over. I can't. I can't come up with anybody else. Over here. <laughs> no, you sound like you have a great grasp on not just not just those kinds of relationships, but where you are in the world. Is that mm-hmm. is that true? Uh, excuse me, I'm not sure if I'm there. Well, what, what's a grasp? I'm not well, sure. It's my, my my French thing. I don't understand that that word. Go ahead. I'm well, sorry. Well, you seem like you have your feet on the ground. And you're well grounded, not only in the music, but also in uh, your everyday day to day work, whether it's the, you know, woodworking, graphic design, the, all the things that you mm-hmm. do. You seem like you have your feet on the ground and well planted. And and do you feel like that's true? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have my grumpy days, you know, like everybody, but I'm very, I feel, um, I feel very, very happy and very lucky, you know, to wake up in the morning and devote my day to what I like. One day I don't feel like jamming. I don't jam. Uh, if I feel to go in the workshop and do some, some, some woodworking whatever I, I do it you know uh, me my, my um, uh, how can I say that my uh, my main preoccupation as an artist either musician or visual or whatever it's to be as uh, uh, to, 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 to keep as much freedom as I can and I don't want to I, I try to stay away from that social grid that we're all stuck you know Monday okay gotta go up and go to work I mean nothing wrong with this you know but me as much as I can stay away from 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 that you know that that's what I uh, that's what keep me keep me going but I'm very I'm very happy with what I do you know and it's uh, it, it, it's not a money thing or, or whatever it's really to devote myself to what um, what feeds my curiosity as a person you know music is is the main one but i have other interests you know like like reading and uh, carving and uh, and building things you know in the workshop so uh, most people that did that play guitar the way you do uh would keep their hands away from any sharp objects <laughs> and you seem to go the other way uh, yeah, 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 but no, no kidding. I always been uh, very, very, very careful on that uh, that table saw thing. That's for sure. Because first thing you know, dude, I got, I, I got a fucking. I mean, the most brutal kickback you could, you you could never wish for on the table saw working one day. I don't remember what I was building anyway, and I was cutting like that huge fucking like two three inches thick pieces of maple, and I got a kickback like right. I mean, like one. One thirty second next to my fucking nut, you know, and dude, you shouldn't have seen the bruises there. Oh. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, it could go one of two ways. I mean, you could you, you could you know lose a finger and turn into Tony mm-hmm. Iommi, or it could be like, yeah. uh, or it could just go way wrong, you know. Yeah, but uh, but I had some. I mean, not major major injuries, but it, it always happened in the workshop. Let's say what once with a utility knife, you know, I was trimming like fucking chairs. Uh, uh, anyway, a part on the chair that I was building. I'm sorry, I don't know the English word for it, but anyway. And once you know, you got the knife that went. You know, uh, I was pushing too hard on it, and I fucking cut my thumb. You know, this what stopped the knife was my bone in the thumb. You know what? 
some point and that tabarnak that was bad and for some reason i realized the next morning that my medical insurance card was expired <laughs> <laughs> so i didn't go to the hospital i just made myself a big big uh, like plaster thing you know on my thumb and it just healed uh, right so anyway yeah if i go to your merch booth and there's a sign that says luke lemay's fingertips i'm hoping it's like an instructional video you know what i mean <laughs> fingertips <laughs> that's good <laughs> But dude, That's with like Prince dying and all these people, what, shouldn't you like avoid all sharp objects at like all times? I mean, people are dropping left, right, and center for all sorts of crazy reasons. Are we? Should we really like be feel comfortable with you around a table saw? Oh, I'm I'm very uh, how can I say I mean, very true. Evil Dead and, too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, uh, oh no, no! I mean, there's no way if you want to do woodworking, uh, you got to work with those things. Otherwise, you'll be fucking carving toothpicks, you know, with yeah. uh, with a kitchen knife. I mean, at some point, you, you got to do what you got to do, but very and be very, very uh, careful. So, uh, but no, no, all, all kind of. I, I mean, I cut myself so many times with with sharp tools. But you know what? It's more dangerous to have tools very badly sharpened than having a super sharp tool. Mm. A very sharp tool is less dangerous, as strange as it may sound. By experience, I can tell you that for sure. A nice clean cut. Yep. Famous mm. last words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you say you got a lot of interest. Couldn't you like let go of that interest and like you know you know get back into like I don't know popping bubbles or something you know something that we don't <laughs> have what's that <laughs> yeah but uh the woodworking i put that aside for the last three a good three years i'm getting back to it slowly i always have a few commission you know where i live to carve a few signs every now and then but because i live in a very small town like maybe three three thirty five hundred people so the word went around pretty quickly that i was done with my workshop when mm -hmm. when color sand came out i put all my tools to storage i just kept my uh, you know uh, uh carving chisels and stuff and i could use i have a few buddies that have workshops so i can go i'm welcome to go work there when Whenever I want, if I need to build a, a bigger project, but uh, no, no, uh, like uh, and the other way around, you know. After from wisdom to hate came out, I've been uh, almost three and maybe four years without playing guitar at all. I was I, my 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 heart wasn't into it at all. So yeah, I'm like this, you know. I can I can move away from something for a couple of years and then go back to it. But now my uh, I feel like going back in the workshop more. You know, I have a few projects to build stuff like a big big big. Uh, bookshelf you know like a huge wall unit i'm gonna work on that during the summer but but i'm like this you know i can be a year two years three years without doing something and then well, go back to it you know same thing with drawing same thing with playing guitar same thing with carving so you've told the story about how you kind of came back together and and started mm -hmm. and when it went into colored sands and how all that sort of yeah. happened yeah. but i was curious about like how you made that flip in your mind and said okay now it's time to put those tools away now it's time to go back on the road now it's now's the time how did that how did that for you happen but it kind of happened i mean uh, also as a as a mood and physical way because at some point i had so much work to do in the workshop and i started doing all the press you know uh, uh interviews for colored sand and then colored sand came out and there was those those, those couple shows you know uh ahead that i had to do and i remember one saturday i just fucking broke down dead 
tired, end of the rope, you know, it was like, I cannot do those two things at the same time. Mm. So, uh, and that's, that's when I decided I even went to see, uh, I went to see one of my clients back and I brought back a deposit for a job. I said, my buddy's going to take care of your work. I said, me, I'm done. I mean, because you're, you're running after two, two, two things at the same time. And I mean, I was just going to get burnt out and it's not good having a record out a record around the corner to come out and being like fucking burnt and not being able to go on the road to play a show. Cause you're way too exhausted. So that's when I choose that's enough for the woodworking. My table suck and wait for me. No problem. But this, I got to take care of the music. And I, we've put so much energy in the record and, you know, switching label and all that stuff that would have been stupid, you know, not to take, uh, not to devote myself to it time like i'm doing now so you had to see that coming right i mean uh, and, and, and that's kind of what i was getting at. i mean as far as like did you think going into it, you're like there's no way i can handle both or they're gonna have to make a choice uh, but you or, know what did you, you think you're gonna be able uh, to I do don't... it yeah, but uh, as people, you know, we, we uh, especially as youngster, we have a lot of energy. We can <laughs> yeah. do, we can pull a lot of strings at the same time. But uh, now, I, I mean, uh, I don't know uh, how old you guys are, but me being in my mid 40s now, I don't have the same energy as in my early 30s or mid 20s. So, I mean, at some point, and I don't feel like burning myself neither uh, as, as, as being a, like a fucking workaholic. And because uh, and, uh, at some point it's no fun for either one so you got to yeah. choose one and do it do it right because again you know if you take commission for for clients and customers and this and that they have expectation you deliver your stuff and if if they wait for you for a fucking year and a half to get a fucking frame done that's no good for business neither you mm. know so uh but as i said my tools can wait for me but now it's really the time to devote myself to the band and writing music and um and um i don't know i work uh, last year year and a half with uh, david hall from uh, h.a king he, uh, i wrote the music on one of his films so if i gotta do different things it's still gonna be music but i'm gonna push different fields in music instead of doing a lot of woodworking and and a lot of music and then being uh i don't want to get bored at uh, of both at the same time because i'm running uh, too much you yeah. know so Wow. That yeah. makes sense. Well, the next time that you, you either w wake up in a grumpy mood or like mm -hmm. you're going to do something on the table saw that might like be a little bit like challenging. Can you call <laughs> us? Like, I because I, like at first I'd love to hear you in a grumpy mood. And then second, I'd love to like, you know, no offense or anything. But if something tragic were to happen next to the table saw, it'd be better than not that we catch it you know, on recording for the podcast, you know? Too bad I didn't know you guys when I got that fucking kickback. I would have been happy to take a picture of that bruise. I mean, uh, that's the Instagram yeah, gold is what that is right there. Exactly. Uh, I'll tell you what. So now we get the, we get the new EP. Uh -huh. uh, pronounce it for me just so I get because is it Pleiades Dust or is, is Pleiades it? Pleiades Dust. Okay. All right. Yeah, I want to yeah, make sure that I've, uh, that I've got that right. So this Correct. thing, I've only heard it so far in pieces. I haven't heard the whole thing together. This is oh, no. really one track, right? Yeah. Awesome. Well, like why? everybody else is going to pay for the whole album. I'm just going to pay for the one song, the 99 cent download. <laughs> and I got the same thing, baby. Yeah. <laughs> 
maybe the 90, 99 cents download might might be a bit a bit boring because I don't know. Uh, are you going to get the whole thing with that? I'm not even familiar with I, that. I, I, mean, I mean, for I'm myself, hoping. I still go to the record store. You know, uh, see, not familiar I'm, with buying music. I'm with you. I'm, I'm I'm still with you. I still love the record store. I can't. Uh, I can't love my it. records. I like uh, unpacking a record, looking at layouts. You know, so. Uh, but um, but excuse me, what was your question again? Well, before so we go, why so why did you go for go for this? You had said that you had kind of well, you thought about it here, you thought about it there. Well, why mm-hmm. this now? Uh, because I didn't feel like doing another record with a collection of songs. Uh, I, I I was really really uh, blown away by th- those records. You know, like I from Meshuga for a long time, and yeah. I, I I was really and, and and I would like a lot of people point out to Catch Thirty Three, love Catch Thirty Three, but to me, I feels more like a single song than catch 33 would feel like a single song listening to it but anyway so i really love i i like the death spell omega ep especially chaining uh, the catacon this mm-hmm. one is, is is awesome and and uh, and but but the main experience is when i saw the incident from uh, porcupine tree live in montreal i oh, saw it two wow. times so I mean, the incident feels a bit like a few songs, but those are very short segments, so they really need to be listened in a full picture, you know, having the, the, the whole record. So when I saw that performed live, I was like, holy fucking shit, this is beautiful. Then I said... I want to write a long, a long piece of music like this. And in classical music, you have that a lot too. You know, like the Penderecki's uh, symphonies, like mm-hmm. Symphony Number no. uh, Four, is like this. Uh, second Violin Concerto is like this, like a long movement, a long, long phrase, mm-hmm. which you can you can feel a few like landing points here and there. But still, you know, it's it. If you isolate those parts, especially in classical music, you 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 experience that. If you if you take because some uh, often you know they're gonna dissect a work like this, but if you listen to uh, track number five within eight tracks or something, but if you isolate track number five and you li- you start there, it's kind of nah. It's like opening a book yeah. at fucking page two hundred. You know, it's like then you gotta yeah, go. You gotta have I, the exposition. I don't know what's up. Yeah, you need. Excuse me. Yeah, you gotta have the exposition. You gotta have the build up. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So, uh, so that the so um uh, so to answer your question, I really wanted to challenge myself as a composer to write a, a, a long, to take a long breath, a deep breath, and write a long phrase of music like this, you know. And uh, and I'm so happy. I'm ve- I'm very proud of the work we did together. You know, I think we 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 pull up the the, the challenge, and it's uh, and and it's different, you know. Let's say you're a filmmaker and you've been doing uh, like two, three, four feature film, and I'm sure if you work uh, on a short one, it's a different mindset as well. You know, mm-hmm. it was the first time Gorgots ever did an EP. I was always a fan of this EP formula as well, because to me, I really compare. To me, it's like a music novel. It's not like a full story thing, even if the novel is a full story thing. But it's a it's a, as far as structure and and form. I, it was really appealing to me, you know. Same thing like 
like a like a like a short film. I think short film are like little gems. You know, you can find beautiful things. You know, more than long film sometimes in in, a, in those. So so that's the. It's like I always like movie. That's why I do a lot of parallel to this. So so to me, it was like uh, devoting myself to a different uh, uh, aesthetic and and form to express uh, to to do composition and uh, and maybe you just don't like drummers i mean because if you got to do that if you're going to do that live that's going to be that's going to be intense uh, to try to pull that uh, off 30 some odd yeah. minutes worth yeah it's but uh, there there's place to 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 rest like there's for patrice lift. you know because yeah. because there's a big like like a two three minutes ambient part at some point mm-hmm. and uh, like which is something new uh bringing that to our music you know like uh so there there's places for the drummer to to catch his breath but i'm not even worried you know because 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 pa- patrice when we play colored sand live he couldn't nail like the first let's say like the first four song linked together like we did on the decibel mm-hmm. tour no problem one after the other so it's not a it's not a problem physically at all so are you going to be able to play portions of this ep live no. or no it, if you play it live you got to play the whole 33 exactly minutes. Yeah. yeah, that's what we did on the European tour we just did. And you know what? That was a great experience, too, to play the music without the music being out. Of course, you had those two singles, but to play, to offer the fan the full picture, you know, and, and without them knowing the music. So it was, uh, I, I really, really liked it, you know. N- nothing wrong with going on tour with a record out, but it was fun to play it you know to surprise people you know they didn't know what to expect and then oh that's where that piece of the puzzle go you know they went referring to the 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 the, the singles that were out so uh, it was uh it was great so for the rest of time like those the singles that were as you call them that were released they can't be ever played just on their own no no no, I mean uh, they kind they kind of work, uh, uh, you know. And I, I did my best to isolate like two parts because label they need tools to promote the, yeah. the things. I mean, times have changed. But uh, so I isolated those two parts that I thought that could work a, a, as a track. But wait, you hear them in context; it's different. You know, they have a different. Uh, they 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 they, uh, they. You need to have the whole thing. Yeah. No, because be, because when you listen to the whole EP, it it doesn't sound like three songs put together, and that's what I really wanted to avoid, and uh, so that's why uh, structure wise and and riff wise, uh, they are stick together differently than if I had the perspective of writing a, like a six, seven, eight minute song. So uh, it's 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 a different musical narration totally if you want to write a long phrase because you you can get caught in your own game if you if you keep the same perspective as writing shorter song the thing is is that you're going to put fucking 12 riffs in three minutes and people are going to be so exhausted after the first like uh, 10 minutes that uh, you can't focus for half an hour but with this with the way it's put together i think that was uh succeed well to, if, uh, there's, if there's one thing that i know about gorgut's fans and it seems like everybody else for that matter at this point uh they're all along for the ride I mean, it seems totally. like, you know, it seems like everybody's just like, okay, what's next? You know, whatever yeah. happens to be what you do. 
thank you for for saying this because that's something that i feel from the fan as well it's like after all those years that putting records like obscura uh, colored sand from wisdom uh, i mean nothing wrong with the first two but to me there are still like sketching pads for me i mean there it's like a young band trying to find his voice you know but to me the very first record for the band as our own identity is obscura so but what i was gonna say i mean having offered those records to the fan i really have the feeling that it's like do what you gotta do we gonna go check it out you know so uh that's how i feel you know so and i'm very grateful you know that people adopt that uh that mentality with our music it's not like oh, it's not like erosion it sucks you know i mean i still have those haters you know that come to me in shows it's like are you gonna play songs from erosion and what about doing music like erosion i said i mean erosion to me was a fucking uh, response to going see suffocation rehearsal you know I was so fucking blown away that I had to uh, upgrade my chops on guitar, seeing guys like fucking Cerrito and uh, and Hobbs playing guitar like straight in your face. I yeah. was like, holy fucking shit. So taking that in, 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 in the equation, you totally see erosion is, is a response to that. But when you have great guitar player like these two, like Hobbs and Cerrito, I mean, that's suffocation's business. You know, we don't need an extra one. What about what me, I have to say as a guitar player, you know, and that, that as an artist, you got to find your own voice. You know, you can have a lot of painters that can do as, as, as great painting like fucking Leonardo or, 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 or Dali or whatever. But what about, about your own voice you know that's what that that's what you gotta find you know we don't need uh, 25 clones of, of a certain uh, aesthetic you know so uh, and i think you know with a with a record with obscura that's the one that we found our own voice and from there we we expand this language you know and that's what the, the new ep and colored sand and from wisdom are so. It's interesting that you bring up classical music because it seems to me like there's there's really not that much going on in modern classical, but it's been so embraced by metalheads. I mean, you see what mm -hmm. Septic Flesh and Flesh God Apocalypse are doing, Demi yeah. uh, Bork yeah. here, and then you're trying to use that as a, as a foundation for what you're doing. Do you think that... At some point, the only people going to classical concerts are going to be long hairs. Well, totally. But 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 again, I want to make a nuance here. I mean, I embrace classical music because I listen to a lot of classical music. I, I write uh, chamber music, orchestral as well. But uh, when I write metal music, I refer to classical music as far as orchestration but i don't see our music let's say you listen to obscura and i don't hear a violin playing in the back within the the, the group you know what i'm saying yeah. it's not but i refer to it as a way of sound painting you know and, and especially with the ep the ep i've said it a few times you know in interview i really it's the first time that i really really see this music like it's like a chamber music ensemble like a, a quartet but played with electric instrument but to me the 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 the, the writing and the the individual voices is as uh, thought out 
as uh, if it would be like a string quartet playing. And no credit for me. My point is, is that it's all about uh, Kevin and Colin having this vision on the music as well. Because me, I, I barely change a note from when I wrote the whole song, and they dress it up with their own voice after. But the the work that they did, it's totally. It's all about layers. And classical music is all about layers. You're not going to see a symphony orchestra playing for 30 minutes doing the same melody unison. Mm. <laughs> I mean, no. It's all about layers. So that's what I want to bring in our sound. That's why I refer often to classical music, not as a matter of instrumentation, incorporating fucking timpanis or whatever in our sound. You know, it's more in a, in a composition about uh, layering sound together, e- e- even if they're electric or acoustic, I don't care. You know, it's a it's a ma- it's a way of, of, of seeing sound, you know, no, I totally agree. It's all about the structure. Yeah, yeah, structure and layering, you know, and 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 again, you know, I remember one of my my composition teacher, you know, said you know about composition. I always kept that in mind, and, and God knows the fuck, I live that every time I sit down and write. I mean, composition is all about solving problems. It's like you put one black dot on the stave, and you're like, what am I gonna do next? What am I gonna do next? It's all about solving problems, and it's. So the amount of energy, the energy is not really about writing a riff for what it is, you know, it's how you puzzle it together. Because it's like, it's like a story, you know, you can have the best of characters in mind, but if they don't have interesting dialogues, or if it's weakly put together, nah, even if they have the best costumes, you know, it's not going to work you know it's so it's all about how you link it how you glue it up together you know so it's all about solving problems all the time (laughs) but at the same time when you when you when you're writing and you're and and you're you know rehearsing and getting ready to go in the studio and Mm -hmm. then Mm -hmm. at the end when you come out with your product oftentimes Mm -hmm. they're not necessarily the same thing so how close has this been able to stick to your original vision Ah, that that's interesting. You you uh, you bring that because I had a conversation a day or two ago with uh, with a friend of mine about that. It's so, it, it's um, you you are gonna hear writers saying the same thing or or, uh, or painters or whatever. As 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 precise, you have a vision about like let's say like when I wrote Pleiades Dust, I had a very clear vision of what I wanted to achieve. But as precise. As, as precise your vision can be, you're always going to end up on the sub road at some point and you're going to end up with something which you never expect. And that's that's the beauty of doing it, too, you know, because if, if everything is planned like 110 uh, percent, I mean, eh, it's kind of disappointing in a way. And that's the that's the little magic that happened. And you're like saying to yourself. Come on, get out. And those are beautiful accidents along the way. That's how I call them, you know. And it's amazing. It's it's really amazing. Cause uh again and it happens all the time, you know. You know, as 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 clear your vision can be, there are always things that you don't control at all. And this is the the magic about composition, I think, you know. And then of course sharing with others, writer, you know, like your colleagues and what you know, what everybody's gonna bring in to dress it up. This is it's it's it's, it's so passionate. It's so fucking passionate. <laughs> I don't know. My accidents turn out a lot worse than that. It's, it never. <laughs> I, ne- I never have any good success with uh, anything. That, uh, yeah, but that no worries. Yeah, we how many uh, pairs of underwear I've got. <laughs> <laughs> But we have our moments, you know, that we're all four in the rehearsing room and scratching our head and we're like, nah, 
that's not right. We don't know yet what it is, but we're like, no, you know. And when we, I remember last year in June, we did the first, like the first rehearsal demo of the whole EP that we, we played. And uh, we were listening to, I mean, I mean, we were very happy about it, but just the ending. Because to me, the ending should be as important as the beginning also, you know. And it's like, no, it's 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 not it right. And it took like maybe a month or two, you know. And then when we got together for the very last rehearsal before we record the album, we jammed for two evenings. And then we're like, yeah, that's it. You know, I could, uh, and, and we found it in a, in a split second, you know, but you know it's it's not always easy neither you know so uh <laughs> so anything bad you got to say about the juno awards seeing as you guys only got nominated you didn't win the whole thing for colored sands no i'm, I'm very honored you know just yeah. to have been noticed yeah, there I'm and trying. that this I'm time trying. yeah but the thing is is that just the fact that come on we, we gotta be honest this is not like fucking mainstream easy music that we play and the fact that this type of aesthetic make its way up to a mainstream like council that decide to give trophies for music i'm super happy you know because dude i mean there's no way obscura in fucking 98 would have made his way to a juno you know what i'm saying and even record label were like what the fuck is that shit well, so, Luke, you gotta admit that would have been really funny if, like, that was the one grudge you did have. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, because uh, I mean, uh, the irrational grudge. You know? <laughs> yeah, but but again, you know, like the tour we just did, just to see the amount of people that are showing up to be challenged musically to come listen to this evening of music. Uh, come on, you got Disritmia, Nero de Marte, Psychroptic, and us in fucking three four hours it's like boom 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 i mean me there's hope for intricate stuff and i'm super happy about this because people are curious you know that's what it tells me and it's uh, i don't feel in a dead end for writing intricate music at all you know and that makes me happy so trophy or no trophy people are open to it way more than fucking 10 15 years ago i don't know about how you guys feel about that but yeah. i didn't feel this way true. 10 15 years ago no that's totally true it really is mm. man. so that means so, that uh, the the next gorgot's full length is fall 2016 or are we talking 2017 or are we talking uh, i'll get around to it type of thing Maybe, 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 let's say a good year and a half, if not two, because I don't, okay. I don't feel right away ready to write uh, new music, uh, new me- metal music. I'm more in, into a, a classical music mood, you know, that that's what I wa- I'm going to work on for the next uh, couple of months. Uh, yeah. Be- before the tour, I applied for uh, a grant at the Canadian Art Council and I had to send that for March 1st. So hopefully, fingers crossed, you know, that's going to work because I'd like to write a piece for orchestra. So and maybe do I'd like to do maybe a crowdfunding to get money after it so I can go uh, uh, get the piece recorded maybe in Eastern Europe. Because I heard that many film composer go to Eastern Europe now because it's way cheaper than uh, than uh, recording music in America or in the States, you know, because there's a lot of... uh, uh, a lot of union thing, and that, that cost a lot of money, you know, to get the, uh, uh, you, you just want to get a fucking 10, 15 minute uh, piece recorded. It costs like thousands and thousands and thousands and yeah. thousands of dollars. Yeah. So anyway, and I uh, would be, uh, and uh, I love Eastern Europe so much, you know, so that's the project I have in mind, you know, for the next year or so. So hopefully the grant is going to work. And even if the grant doesn't work, I'm still going to write because I didn't need grants to write the music that I did for the past 25 years. So uh, the passion is there. Yeah. So, well, Luke, thank you. Cool. Thank you again. We appreciate it. Can't 
wait for everybody to hear uh, Pleiades Dust, the new EP. Cool. Thank you very much.
love listening to podcasts. That's why you're listening to your favorite one right now. How about streaming music? Goes without saying, right? What happens when you combine one of the Internet's premier streaming audio sites and your favorite Jabberjaw Media podcast? Gold, I tell you. Check out Adobe.com for some great streaming music. And every single Thursday from 5 to 8 p.m. is the Jabberjaw Media block featuring the Modern Vinyl podcast and Break It Down with Matt Carter. That's just the beginning. Adobe will be bringing you more of what you want, great music, and great podcast powered by Jabberjaw Media. That's I-D-O-B-I, Adobe.com.
New music right there from Polar Blood for Blood is the name of the song on the Metal Sucks podcast. Uh, that was yes. a godless pick right there, man. That's good stuff. It is. Well, I, I picked their uh, the album they had a couple of years ago, uh, Shadowed by Vultures, I think it was called. Yeah. Uh, that was an awesome album. It didn't make my year endless, but it was so, super, super close. And I had, uh, I had, I had my, I read my quote from that I posted on uh, Boulevard Brutal. And uh, I had said, uh, there's an inspired visionary in this band. Just wait until he's unleashed. I think, I think he might have been unleashed on this album because mm. it's a it's a it's a really freaking great record. All right, all right, and I I enjoy it. It's just not it's not my thing. Like like I, I just I because you and I both we had talked about it before, and I'm like, yeah, hey, kind of I like it. But it's just not it's not what I'm into, actually. Uh, What's well, that post-hardcore right thing? You know, it's yeah. like, but I was thinking about it, like, like, you know, the, the you know, the, the metal thing is like, I'm, we're fighting demons, man. We're fighting. We're <laughs> your DSA. We're fighting. What's the demons? You know, that's awesome. But if it's po- if it's hardcore, post-hardcore, then it's like, I'm fighting the demons in my head, you know, and that's yeah. like metal, you know, or hardcore. Yeah. Okay. I'm cool. But like, you know, these guys are like fighting homelessness and. It, it's sort of like, well, okay, but how about the demons of no? They're, you know, I don't know. Homelessness. I, I thought Anthrax already solved that like twenty five years ago, right <laughs> after they were done with the Indians. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. <laughs> Anthrax didn't solve anything. Sorry. Let's try to bring attention to it. They didn't solve it. There's still plenty of fucking problems, man. And then you got like Belfagor, right? Like so, then like the dude spits on the guy from Belfagor, mm-hmm. and his response is, "I'm not a fighter. I'm a musician." And it's like, well, you're not playing viola, man. You're you're covered in corpse paint, and you know you're supposed to be like, you know, the the, the rest of the, the band held guy. him down. Yeah, we held him down, and then you know we, we set him on fire. You know that would have been cool. You know, yeah. I, but see, I don't know. I am okay. So this kind of relates into the topic of what we're talking about here right because iron maiden basically played the first show that i think they've ever done in china uh just recently like a couple weeks last week a couple weeks ago something like that uh but they they were it was talked about like when they booked it it it's like holy shit that's kind of crazy you know that they're playing china and um and but they had there were some caveats like they had to change some things they couldn't just do a regular iron maiden show because it's China, so they had to change a few things before they actually went in and did some of the stuff. Some of those things being lyrics to a couple of songs, uh, no, you know, no pyrotechnics and stuff like that. Uh, no flag, no uh, no uh, Union Jack flag or anything like that, which is a huge part of uh, a huge part of the show. Uh, well, that they, they had the Union Jack, but but uh, it turns out that uh, Dickinson couldn't like wave it around. Yeah, he couldn't wave the flag. You know, stuff which like is that. Weird. He couldn't cuss. You know, there was no cussing. Uh, and they couldn't throw stuff to the to the audience or anything like that. So they couldn't throw out picks or they couldn't throw out drum heads or drumsticks or anything like that. So there's some caveats to what they could do. Uh, the worst of which to me was the uh, idea of changing the lyrics to a song. Agreed. Uh, to 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 play it, and I'm like, that's you know, I that always drew, brings me back to that whole thing. Uh, uh, remember the Doors movie? It was like, hey, can't you say, come on, baby, let's get. It couldn't get any better. Instead of uh, we couldn't get any oh, higher. Oh yeah, get any higher. Yeah, you know, like totally. that sort of thing. And and yep. you know, ultimately turned out to be a big fuck you to uh <clears throat> to the TV executives when they did it for real. Uh, and this that's to, 50, that's like almost fifty years ago. I know, right? That? Yeah, that, that's it. Jim Morrison. And and I think he was relatively sober when they recorded that, you know? Yeah. Like, the dude was badass 
50 years ago. Taking a stand. How, how lame have we gotten? <laughs> you know, 50 years later, weren't we supposed to get more badass as times went on? You well, know? and, you know, and, the, and this is the thing, like the Bell Figure thing. You know, to me, I, I'm I'm glad they kind of I'm glad they canceled those concerts, right? You know, I think that that's actually something that's that's good, and I know that's probably for a safety sake more than anything else with with the with the results of some of that stuff. But at the same time, though, uh, if if you're going to going to a place that that does not allow you to do what you are what you do as an art, then that sort of says uh, it, it, to me you shouldn't be playing there. Uh, you know, I kind of liken it to the Bruce Springsteen idea when he canceled the concert in North Carolina or whatever, you know, when they made that law against uh, uh, for religious freedom, the, you know, when they passed yeah. that law where you couldn't use whatever bathroom, you know, all that shit that went down, you know, him canceling that concert in North Carolina. Granted, you know, that's a little localized a little bit more. But at the same time, you make a statement with the things you choose to do or not to do. Yeah. And, and just because with with you know springsteen like what he did had a certain amount of popularity to it yeah if you know i mean i'm not saying that you know there's a lot there's plenty of people who disagree with him but you know i think most of us get it that it's just a bad law so you know who is he fighting against there's a handful of politicians when you fight against like an entire nation filled with billions and billions of people over a single lyric it's a little trickier but I think you got to take a stand. I mean, are they really hurting Iron Maiden? Yeah. That they can't, you know, like they couldn't just sing the lyric the way the lyric is and, 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 you know, hope that it slips under the radar until it gets on YouTube and they get off the uh, uh, back in their plane and out of there. Well, I mean, either that, either that or the fact that, that they sing the lyric the correct way or, you know, the idea is that if you can't do it, the way that you're supposed to do it, the way that it's written, the way that uh, the way that the show that they want to perform is done, then why would you go to that country? Why would you do that? And I get the idea that there's you know millions of fans that want to see the band, but at the same time, that if you disappoint those millions of fans, that's the kind of thing that will start to make people go, wait, what the fuck? How? Why? Why? Why, why did this get canceled? Oh, because they don't have the the freedom to say what they what they want to say, you know, and because that's the only way that you can bring awareness to shit like that, you know, and it's uh, why Stephen Van Zant still upset at Paul, at Paul Simon for going to South Africa during the apartheid thing. He's yeah. like, man, there we're, we're supposed to not be playing there because we're trying to draw attention that we need to change things over there. Mm -hmm. Now, did did Graceland open up the doors for South Africa so that, uh, you know, anti apartheid stuff to happen or not? I don't know. I I have no idea. I, I don't think either Paul or Stephen know, but Stephen's got a point, and he's, and, and he's still got a grudge, you know. Yeah. And and then you got Rotting Christ. They changed their name to a unpronounceable symbol. They're the artist formerly known as Rotting Christ for this show, I guess, in South Africa, and it's sort of like. Yeah, they still got a chance. They could wear Rotting Christ T-shirts, all yeah. of them. And, you know, it, it, make it even more evil. You know, like yeah. pull up a, a an upside down cross and the whole thing. Now they're being cool. You know, yeah. but if you go up there and you just, you know, try to appease the masses so that they will or uh, appease the the masters so that you can perform, I think that is just that just seems weak to me. Yeah, and I kind of agree with that because uh, I, I really think that that's that's kind of the point that that I'm making is that I think at some point you have to make a stand 
again, you know, a stand against the the authority, you know, and and whether your fan fans are are disappointed or not, you know, that's 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 got to be aside because you as a as a power, especially somebody as big as Iron Maiden, you know, has to be able to say that no, we're not going to do it, you know, because I mean, what's the benefit to them is what you know to to play china is is kind of cool you know i i mean it's kind of cool and it's kind of cool that they got a, the the opportunity to play in front of fans that have never seen them before you know and i think that's kind of neat and those fans actually got something that they you know will never probably never be able to see again you know most likely but at the same time though you know what did it really do did it move the needle yeah. as far as as far as human rights and and those violations and communism or anything like that no it really didn't right yeah, I just think I think in general, I think metal's getting weak. I think I think just people are getting weak. They're getting uh, it's weakness because it's sometimes out of financial desperation, you know, you, you you have to take the gig, so you do the gig because you know you 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 need the money, and I get that. And you know, saying no to anything isn't easy. I'm not trying to suggest yeah. that it is, but you know, I think that you know when Devin Townsend's talking about his new album, and I'm reading the quote, and it's great, and he's like, "It's about fighting," and I'm like, "Yeah," and then he's like. It's about fighting to not let the chaos of our times get you down. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, come on. Uh, fighting depression. Oh. That's not fighting. <laughs> uh, well, I mean. Come on, Devin. Yeah. They got drugs for that. Uh, come that's on. funny. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I see, I, like, I see the value in them in, in, in a band choosing to play a country like that. But at the same time, I also see the value in the press uh of drawing attention to the fact that these things like these demands are made and i mean granted i they kind of got best, best of both worlds here because they got the attention for the things that they did change and then also but they also got the play so it's like well <sighs> but really when i think about it it's like it's really weird to think that springsteen is going to hold to his guns more so than uh than guys like iron maiden because if there's any dudes yeah. that are stand up dudes it's the Iron Maiden. You know what I mean? It's like those guys are the ones that you figure would stand up for people's rights. Uh, and and yeah, but I but I know that they're also really dedicated to their fans. So it's uh, I see that I could see where that's a dilemma or it could be a dilemma. But for me, I think it says way more by saying, fuck you, China. You know, we're not going to play there. Yeah, well, we're, we're, or it's more metal, you know, at least anyway. You know, you know, like no pyro. OK, no cussing. Well, you know, yeah, okay, maybe right. never cussed, but, you know, in their songs anyway, I can't think of a song they ever cussed in. And then and then, you know, so some of that stuff is like, ah, OK, whatever. The Union Jack, I'm not going to wave it around. OK, I, that, that's not a big deal. Yeah. But changing the not just a lyric in like verse three, you know, the title changing, song to an album exactly that to me is 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 you know you have to say okay but you know we get something else or you got to do something like that you can't just mm-hmm. change no come on and it, yeah. it, i'm not saying that it's spineless to do it i'm not saying that it's i'm just saying it's kind of weak I'm th- I think that there was a better way, and I don't know what it is, and obviously I'm not in the middle of it, yeah. but God damn it, just somebody out there, be a badass, and act- stop talking like a badass and be a badass, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, no, I totally agree. Uh, I totally agree with that, uh, and and I think it's I think there's some opportunities there for, for a lot of these things to 
especially well, and it's it's all about the size, right? You know, like Rotting Christ, I, I understand it's like they're uh, on a smaller level than Iron Maiden, obviously, but at the same time, though, you know, taking a stand against uh, against religious freedom, whether it's for Satanism or for you know what, like that's that's kind of what you're supposed to do. So it's it's like well. You want to get in front of people. You want to get paid for playing a festival. You want to get be able to do this stuff and all that. But you know, where do you draw the line? Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe they'll end up in the same jail cell as most deaf because you get arrested <laughs> for like trying to use like this like uh, passport that is not owned by any country or something. Like trying to get out of South Africa. That 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 dude's badass. Yeah, that that's that's a dude taking a stand yeah, on right. something. It means something. You know, come yeah. on. I agree. I agree. All right, well, hey, we actually agree on something. What? Yeah. Oh, that was yeah. crazy. Huh? Yeah. Well, we got to mix it up. Got to uh, mix it up. I, I don't know. Maybe there's just a meteor's going to hit or some shit. You know. You know I'm well, trying to send a message out there to my pink unicorn, man. You come back, man. I'll agree with you. It's <laughs> oh, all good. On. We won't yeah. fight. <laughs> Maybe not about religion or, um, you know, uh, okay, I can get behind the gay thing. That's cool. That's about all I can do. Uh, but not, not the, yeah, that's all good. All right, well, let's wrap this show up, man. Thanks to uh, Luke LeMay for being our guest this week. Uh, and uh, make sure that you are caught up with us on all the podcasts. You can go to metalsucks.net, click on the podcast tab. You can find all of our old podcasts up there. Uh, we, uh, you know, there's plenty of them, almost 150 at this point. Uh, we also can, uh, you can also subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. You can, that way you can automatically download them, pull in old episodes that way. Leave us a couple of stars, uh, maybe a review, that kind of thing. Tell us that we suck. We'd appreciate that as well. Social media, you can find me at Bearded Ape. I'm at Godless Speaks, Godless Speaks on Facebook. Find Chuck at NoControlRadio.com because he's streaming the metals. Yeah, and if you hit me up on, if you follow me on uh, Bearded Ape as well, I, I post the links up to my uh, up to my show, my radio show that I do that's all music. So if you're tired of hearing us bullshit back and forth and just want to hear some tunes, that's another way you can do it right there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, contact them and tell them to play the new Polar on <laughs> You can Come find on. us at Chuck and Godless on Instagram. Uh, not just pictures of food anymore. There's um, other stuff that's on there, including Godless with awesome long locks. Are you naturally dark-headed like that, or was that dye? No, no. I, I didn't dye my hair. Wow. Wow. That's, that's impressive. Can you, can you do that? Can you still do that? Like grow that kind of hair? I no, I tried growing it a little while ago, but now that I'm old, I, I started looking like Benjamin Franklin <laughs> pretty, pretty quick in the little, process. A so. uh, little kind of a faux skullet thing going on there. Little, yeah. yeah, it was just yeah. Yeah, no, it's no good. I, I understand. It looks like you're grasping at youth. I I I, yes. I, I totally get exactly what you're saying. So. Either that or a kite with a string and a key attached to it. One or the other. <laughs> you'll be at least you'll be on a dollar bill or you'll be on a ten dollar bill. Or, uh, also, you can find us um uh, chuckandgodless.com that's our patreon if you want to support us uh we would appreciate it we appreciate all of our supporters uh, that have uh, been in here so far we got a few things that are cooking for a couple of them uh as well as throwing in some old content we got one of our old shows i don't think it, it wasn't like the first or second but it was uh just uh, basically i'm picking shows at random that may or may not be about things that were cool because I'm actually listening to it, and it drives me up a wall. Because um, you know, we we need to get better <laughs> than we are now. Oh damn it! Oh, I'll tell you what. All right, till next week. I am Chuck. I'm Godless, and this is another episode of the Metal Sucks Podcast.
You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com. Shh.